0: All right, aloha. Oh my <laughs> goodness! <we're starting>. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's it's just hope and Bob today for wisdom dialogues. We have a beautiful space, um, and I just felt to begin. I, I'm I'm guessing more people are gonna fill in as I'm talking <laughs> to enjoy the space. <laughs> so Bob and I were just having a little conversation which really motivated me to turn the recording on because um, Bob was talking about paying taxes he says he hasn't paid taxes his whole life and now he's about to pay taxes and when he tells me he's going to pay taxes and he tells me it's just money it doesn't really mean anything I'm sensing a sense of succumbing to a power that seems to be greater. See, there's this scent, and that's what feels icky about it, Bob. That's what feels yucky about it. You know, when you go to H and R Block and say, "Oh, here's my tax return," and I'm turning, that's what it is. That's what that feeling is. You know, because it's a, it's a charade to, it, to reinforce the idea that, that external. Authority has power over you. So when you play along with the charade and that's not in alignment with your truth, that's succumbing to a power that seems to be outside of yourself and that's why it feels yucky. So many people are walking around wearing masks and feeling yucky about it because they... They know, they, they, they know, they've seen how the system works. They've seen what, what's behind the scenes in the system. They know that it's a symbol, it's for compliance, and they don't feel in alignment with it, but they do it so that they don't have to catch any kind of uh, reprimand from, from other people. See? They do it so, and and, and, when, and when you when you find yourself in that situation hi aw. <laughs> when you find yourself in that in, in that kind of situation like you find yourself say wearing a mask when it's not in alignment with what's true for you right it's like to be able to admit that and smile at that that's all because you don't, you know, you don't have a choice in it. What's making you act that out when what makes you act out, play out an evil charade, you know, what makes you play something out like that is the idea that the authority that you perceive outside of yourself somehow has power over you. They can threaten you. They can punish you. I know it looks like that. They got guns, right? They got guns. They got, all, they got, they got a lot of guns. They don't have all the guns. They want all the guns, but they, you know, they seem to have power. When you are willing to recognize what's really true, you know, uh, that's like one thing that they wrote in the Constitution, all men are created equal. You know, that's not recognized by the majority of the population, that it's all equal. It's like, oh, uh, that person has some authority over me, and people just believe that. You know, we're trained to think that with our parents, too, as children. You know, we see these authorities, and we have fear of these authorities, what they can do to us, what kind of punishment they can put on ourselves, on us. But really what we're we're doing is punishing ourselves with the idea that they have authority. So it's just in awareness of that and feeling how that feels. Them having authority. See how that feels. And watch how the mind is moving to try to prop this thing up. That's the world. That's worldly energy. That's the world we're making. We made government, we made the IRS, and we're still making them, okay? So it's like whether you find yourself paying taxes or not, get a load of the feeling. Watch when you're succumbing to a power. Your actions will show. Your actions will show. That's a reflection of the mind. It's what's gone before, you know? If you get nervous in front of, poli- front of a police officer, watch. What's, a, what's making them uh, not your equal? It's your projection. They're there because they have a message for you. And it's always a message of truth. What you perceive them telling you lies, like uh, say, it's the law. It's the law. Whatever it is, you're supposed to have a driver's license. It's the law. You perceive have get the perception they're telling lies. We know the only law is love. <laughs> so they must be telling lies. So what are they really there for? What's really the purpose? What's the purpose of this person telling you to have a that you're supposed to have a valid up to date driver's license and tags and stuff like that? What's the purpose of that? See? When you use the perception for the purpose that it's meant for, the truth is just true. It just comes out. <laughs> and then, and then you find out Oh, all these years when an officer came up to me and told me to show him my ID and I just did that, I don't really have to do that. Oh, no, thank you, I think I won't do that. What's your name? No, what's your name and what's your badge number? Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the way it's portrayed and, you know, it's the way we project it, really. It's the way we project it. It's all a silly little show. We project it as if there's a, a there, there's an authority that can have some power over us because we feel guilty. So the fear of going to jail was just about guilt. That's guilt is always demanding punishment. And when it's when it was recognized that, oh, what's it for? Just what is it for? What's this audit really for? <laughs> and everything was very smooth. It's the same thing with any. Any situation. I mean, it's not benign you going uh, to a grocery store and seeing people and interacting with people. That's not benign. Everyone's teaching and learning something in every moment. Everyone is. That, and that's what all the interactions are for. They're not for anything else. Don't think you're there to buy a roll of toilet paper or whatever you think you're there for. That's not, that's not really the reason. You know, just come back to the real reason. And that lets you be relaxed, too. That lets you have relaxation. Come back to the actual purpose of that interaction. That's what it's all for. It's all to see through the illusion. It's all to see that you have never changed. Nothing has ever changed. You know, there's a legal term called uh, nunk pro-tunk. And it's, uh, it's, everything, it's something like everything reverts back to how it originally was. And everything that diverted from the original is not true. It's moot. It doesn't mean anything. It's void. So it's like stay as the original stay as the silence you know there's all these thoughts running all the time but stay as the silence that's like your protector that's where your comfort is that's where you can it's like it's like there's water they say like it's a river okay or something and we have the deeper, the deeper water. It's more still down there, and it's rough on the surface. It's kind of like sink down and let all that stuff pass. It's all passing. It's all going. Just relax, and you know, it's flowing very fast. It's like you know, I've seen this river with you know, I had the vision of it. It's like this rip river of all these pictures and all these thoughts and it's like zooming by your head. It's like zooming by. <laughs> really fast. Okay? And your mind's just picking out certain things of it to use. <laughs> to, make a, to, to make appearances and to make this life. Okay, It's like it's zooming and it's just like pick, 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 pick and put it all together like that. Let's see? Is it, so there's nothing... There's nothing actually happening, it's just picking out these different scenarios and, um, and, and different people and different things that'll arise. A telephone call, oh, a telephone call, yeah, a telephone call over here, or whatever it is. It's, it's just being picked. It's almost like picked out of the air, picked out of the consciousness. Just picked up from this river that's running uh, 150 miles an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, it's all, and, and it's all getting a feeling everything, is, everything that's being picked out is getting a feeling in you it's getting a feeling reaction in you the feeling reaction is showing you what meaning you're making of it Getting a feeling reaction. Showing you what meaning you're making of it. So basically a thought crosses and we apply the past to it to give it some meaning. <laughs> instead, of, instead of just letting it keep on going, it's like uh, that 150 mile an hour river. Okay, think of that. And then it'll just, the mind will just pick something out. And hold on to it. And as soon as, it, as soon as you notice you're holding on to it, and you can smile about it, it's like, boop, back into the river. And it just keeps on spinning around. It'll be back again. <laughs> there's, there's no need to hold on to anything. So that's what's going on, you know. If you think about it, like, in your consciousness, in your consciousness, uh, your whole life, your whole life is in your consciousness. It's just like this fast-flowing river of all these different pictures, people, concepts, thoughts. And they're just flowing fast. And they're just being picked, picked, picked out and held on to. And when you see it like that, it's easy to release it because the release is only about seeing it. Because once you see it, how are you giving any meaning to it? How could you be giving any meaning to something that was just flowing and picked out to make an experience right now? You know, it wouldn't be reasonable. So it's kind of like, you know, you apply some reason to it. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, I'm letting this thought get me off. (laughs) Why? (laughs) <laughs> of holiness to make me why you know you hear the buddha talk about the middle path so we're using these thoughts to get these sensations they give us a feeling like it's a feeling of being alive all these different emotions passing through and, you know, there's only, there's only the two emotions, love and fear. It's just like, it's, it, it appears to be in degrees. A little bit of love, more love, more fear. You're on the love side, you're feeling gratitude at a minimum. You're feeling gratitude at a minimum. If you're not feeling gratitude, you're not on the love side of things, you're on the fear side of things. And the feeling will show you that. You know, gratitude. If you think of gratitude and you you go, oh, you, you automatically get what that feels like. Like, oh, gratitude. What does it feel like? And anything less than that is fearful. And notice what that feels like. So if you think you're too much of anything or not enough of anything, that's not an ingratitude. And, you know, when I say you think, I use that word lightly because you don't really think. It's not like that. It's more like what I, just, what I just shared with you, like that river, like these thoughts are crossing. And your mind is picking them out for a feeling, to get a feeling. They're just picked out. So you're not you're not really thinking it. The thoughts are crossing and you're making them meaningful or not meaningful. You don't have to do anything with the thought. You don't have to take the thought and hold it. Like when you're in here listening to, you know, you don't have to grab anything. Just let the words kind of like flow. Just let everything flow. If your mind wanders, just bring it back again. And, you know, that practice of mind wanders, bring it back again is something that can be maintained all day long. And, I'm, and I mean all day long. Like even if you forgot for the past four hours. As soon as you recognize it, bring it back. And that's all day long. <laughs> you don't have to get down on yourself. Just in, in having the reminder that you dream a dream. None of the contents of the dream are Real. None of the contents of the dream have any power over you. No authority over you. You are the authority in your life. You wanted to make it look like there was an outside authority so you wouldn't see that you are making yourself small. It's so playful. So playful when you realize that they're doing it for you. Oh, you're doing this for me. Okay. Well, then this is the truth then. (laughs) Thank you for doing it for me. I was talking with my dad last night, you know, um, my dad is a Christian missionary. He has been a Christian missionary since before I was born. Um, and he's uh, he's like almost 80 years old now. And he still goes to the mall and he says that he just loves the feeling when people get inspired and lightened up. He's like, they just feel so happy and he knows that's Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's all it is. You know, and just in allowing yourself That and allowing it for everyone who comes into contact with you, it's such a gift. Allow them to be uplifted. You know, when when someone comes into uh, contact with me, for the most part, anyways, everything that I have had going on, I just leave that and be with them. If it seems like it was a, hard day, anything like that, stuff that's not true, complaints, complaining about things. It takes from that fear and it's like it's looking for a buddy so it could multiply. A lot of friends, you know, they get together and start complaining about shit. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, some of us, we might have one friend that we just use that friend to complain about her husband to them. You know, like that's the one friend that that's for that. (laughs) Because then they can, like, complain about their husband too or something like that. Or just, like, lamenting and stuff like that. It seems true to you. And yet it's fearful, and you can't share anything fearful. So we're not sharing at all when we're in a state of less than gratitude. We're not sharing, we're projecting. We're just projecting. And, you know, if you watch, you'll sense when you go from sharing to projecting and from projecting to sharing. When you know what it feels like, when you get the sense of what it feels like over and over again, you naturally gravitate towards sharing instead of projecting. And naturally, you're attracted to people, and people are attracted to you who are interested in sharing rather than projecting. Now if you come into contact with someone and they just want to you know tell you how bad everything is you know that's just that's just an opportunity to sit with any resistance that you have to that because any resistance that you have to it is a sign that you're holding it so watching any resistance that you have to it you might you might even um, Act out and say, hey, don't talk so negatively or something like that. See? Like trying to get that person to clean up their act. It's a distraction. It's always a distraction trying to get that person to clean up their act. See? They're okay with their story. They're fine with their story. It's all good. It's not harming you. And what I love is... You know, people often come to me with some kind of story, and, um, you know, and and they'll end up laughing within a few minutes. They will end up laughing within a few minutes. They'll come to me with some kind of story. I'll feel it with them. I have no idea what to say. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say to them. How can I know? So I'll just get the feeling with them. I'll feel it with them. And that's what sharing is. So that's how we can share something good. Now, if I have someone demanding over my shoulder, you know, someone coming up demanding over my shoulder and and it's an an energy that doesn't work for me, I'll find myself saying, hey, I can't work under that kind of intense energy. I'm going to need you to take a little break and come back when you're feeling better. (laughs) (laughs) easy but it's only easy because of willingness to feel with it and not try to figure it out not trying to figure it out so so when i'm talking to my dad i haven't talked to him in years it was just like a fluke thing where his wife who's in the philippines he lives in the philippines his wife was online she was on facebook messenger and she was messaging me and i could tell she was typing a bunch and I felt like I didn't want to type a bunch, so I hit the call button. <laughs> Next thing you know, I talk with her for a little bit, and then I'm talking to my dad, and he goes, Hey, how are you doing? How are you since that calamity? And I go, Calamity? What calamity? And he's like, that lava came and, and took out your house. And I go, Oh, yeah, that's calamity. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't know, the words, they just show up. And I just say them. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and then I just let them all be okay. And then, and then he goes, and, and then, you know, I'm always laughing. And when I'm having a conversation. He's like, I love how you're always laughing. And I go, well, I learned that from you. You know, a lot of my memories are, you know, one of my moms. I had two moms growing up. One of my moms pissed at you, and you're laughing. And he's like, well, that, well, that's the truth. All this stuff, all this petty stuff, we're trying to control each other and stuff. It's just not true. <laughs> the laughter is the laughter is true. Laughter is true. You know, I was talking with one woman, and she was telling me this story that she felt really sad about. She felt super sad about it. I could tell her energy just, like, dropped. So we're sitting there on the couch, and she tells me, About how a friend of hers had this beautiful partnership for all these years. And now he died and it's so sad. And she was just like feeling so sad. And I just burst out laughing. I just burst out. And you know, like I don't know like what's going to come. I burst out. She goes, you laugh at the most inappropriate times (laughs) and I'm just kind of like you know I didn't even expect a laugh I didn't even know like what's going on and she goes she goes I really like it I do I really like it I'm like oh thanks (laughs) There's there's just nothing sad when someone's telling a sad story it's like I just feel with them. I'm not mad at them and I don't want them to stop telling their sad story or anything like that. And I'm not buying into it. I don't believe in it. I'm not going to believe in it with you. Like someone, so someone will ask me, um, you know, they'll, they'll tell me something and say, do you understand? And I'll be like, I hear you. I hear you. I'm hearing what you're saying. People don't usually ask me if I agree. I don't really get that too much. Do you agree? Do you agree with me? <laughs> uh, I, have had, I, I have had people tell me, that I need to hold some people accountable on their behalf. I have had that come up. You know. And, and and again, it's just I just feel into it and let the response be whatever it is. Feel the reaction. You know, there's definitely a feeling reaction in that when I hear someone say, "I want you to hold this person accountable on my behalf." I'm kind of like, oh, let me get a load of that feeling. <laughs> like, I don't even care about the question. The question can getting answered on its own. <laughs> but, oh, let me, uh, let me feel what that feels like. You know, And the, the question could be different from day to day. I don't know. Or the answer could be different from day to day. I don't know what it's going to be. But the thing is, the thing that I know and the thing I see my dad knows is whatever it is, it's right. Whatever the answer is, it was right. Whatever the answer came out of my mouth, or no answer came out of my mouth, that was exactly what was needed. No question, no doubt. Any question, any doubt about your 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 actions, your answers, anything you've said or done, is a way that you're. Ego tricks you into upholding this world. Notice that that's not ingratitude. There's no gratitude with it. There cannot be also gratitude in the moment you're being tricked into thinking that you can doubt yourself. You can't. You can just dream that you're doubting yourself. Make that thought meaningful. You're not even capable of doubting yourself. Isn't that funny? A thought, of gra- a thought of doubt crosses on that stream. It's plucked out. thought of doubt is plucked out and it's held like this. And it's like, oh yeah, I want that. Yeah. Doubt. Let me go with that. See how, see how easy it is to release when you see that it's just plucked out of thin air. This idea of doubt, this idea that I could, that I was capable of doubting myself. That I'm capable of, let's say, having a lack of confidence even. The idea... That I'm capable of having a lack of confidence will manifest as a lack of confidence. But that gets corrected at the source at that idea that you are actually capable of lacking something. It doesn't get corrected on the surface. You know you could do some rearranging and make it look like now you're more confident than you were before. But, you know, it's any amount of lack is a testament to being unworthy, to thinking that you're unworthy. Holding a thought, unworthy. Holding on to it and making it kind of like special. I'll keep this one. This one's special to me. It makes me feel this certain way. I feel alive when I feel unworthy. It's way easier for me to put on a mask and I go in a store if I'm feeling unworthy. <laughs> if, if I'm feeling if I'm feeling really worthy, uh, you know, I'm not gonna find myself doing anything that I don't agree with. I'm not. It's only unworthiness that would give us the perception that someone's controlling what we do. And you know, we've been fed this stuff for a long time. Make no mistake, we did it to ourselves. It's on all the media. It's been on all the magazines. I remember from back when I was a kid, it was all guilty programming. So people can get uh, the sense that they're supposed to do things a certain way. The more we get a sense that we're supposed to do things a certain way, you're supposed to be a certain size, you know, you're supposed to be in a certain shape. We've been sold that one. Um, We've been told we're supposed to earn our place in the world, like we earn a living, we earn our rights, when you're a kid, you earn your freedom. <laughs> like nothing's given to you anymore. You, you know, it's just like this, this idea that nothing's been given to you. God didn't endow you with any gifts. It's as if God didn't endow you with any gifts. It's as if you have to fight for Everything. Everything that's given in this world, everything that's given to you, has a very important purpose. It's okay. it's okay to waste it, and you can waste it. You can waste it. I mean, time is endless. There will be more and more and more and more. You can set out time a bunch of times. You can set out time for infinity, infinity not eternity because you know if infinity is like this it's loops loop de loop going around and around and around eternity is just like you stick your head out of that loop If you take it for being real, if you take the illusion for being real, it makes it stretch out. The illusion is being taken as real whenever there's a lack of gratitude. Hmm. And whatever you're seeing isn't there. That's why it's going to be wiped away. Whatever you're seeing isn't really there. That's why, you know, the the miracle in this dream, the real miracle in this dream, which you can have throughout all day long, it's just establishing in your mind that it is a dream. That's all. It's so simple. I have a little sign um, right by my computer which is where I type up a A lot of my legal documents and stuff. And I have a little sign right next to it. And it's just a quote from A Course in Miracles. uh, One of the most quotes for me. And it says, The miracle establishes that you dream a dream and that none of its contents is true. Nothing going on there. All All that content all those people, all the space, all the work to do. The sense of being busy. The sense of being anxious. I call it job security when it seems like you got a bunch of stuff that's undone. It's like job security for the ego. It's like, I need to stick around so I can do this stuff. <laughs> I got stuff. To, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I need to hold on to this thing so I can get these things done. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when it's healed, when it's dissolved, it's not going to be because anything's done. There's going to be a bunch of shit that looks like it's undone still. <laughs> That's not going anywhere. <laughs> people, people go, well, I could just like sit on a chair for the rest of my life though. And I'm like, well, go ahead and try it. See what transpires, because there isn't a choice, now I'm just going to sit here, okay go ahead, you might, who knows, sit down and never get up again, that's what people tell me what they're going to do when I tell them they have no choice, they say they're going to sit down and never get up again, so you think you can make a choice about that, Now that I hear that there's no choice, now I feel unmotivated to do anything. You don't have a choice in that either. Whether you feel motivated or not. Is there gratitude? Is there gratitude for feeling motivated? Is there gratitude for feeling unmotivated? Whatever it is. Oh, thank you. And let yourself feel it. Because it's not just in the word, it's in the feeling of it. Oh, thank you. Even when your computer breaks down. let's Say your computer breaks down. This week mine was gone for like a whole week. Went back to Apple. Be made all new again. All kinds of technical stuff with that, you know. Plus I'm in the middle of doing like a police obedience party where I'm using a computer and stuff like that. And um, it was like, oh, immediately. And it just didn't turn on. Like I went back to it. I was working on it. I went downstairs or something. I came back and I went like this, and it was just dark, no light, nothing. Didn't even turn on. And I go, oh, awesome, gratitude. That's what that's for. The thought occurs to me: there's a police obedience party in two days. The plan was to have my laptop there and do the shit with the laptop. With my laptop there, um, and it's just like immediately shown. It's okay like if it gets canceled it's okay if this happens it's okay if this if this and and you know there's the feeling of it and that's where it's just like ah thank goodness nothing's a problem of course it all just like goes fine it's like it wasn't even missed it's like the whole computer thing wasn't even missed Then to take the computer down uh, to the Apple Store, Mac Made Easy, go in with the computer. I don't wear a mask. I'm standing there with my computer, and uh, I'm standing there for a while, getting all checked in and everything. And then the manager comes out to the back from the back, goes, "Hey, where's your mask?" And I go, "Oh, I don't wear any mask. I'm totally exempt." He's like, "Oh, we don't accept any exemptions here." And I go, "Oh, really? Okay. Um, are you the one that is?" is going to be trespassing me here today uh, can i get your name can i get your card and uh okay thank you and i just took my mac and i went out and i was really glad about that too stuck my mac, uh, mac under the seat went to a freedom rally uh got home called uh mac and said hey they, they want me to wear a mask in there and they said okay we'll send you a box I'm like, hey, that's better. <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> Why would I drive 40 minutes over there, drop it off, have them mail it to you, and then you mail it back to them, and then I drive over there again, pick it up, when you can mail me a box. <laughs> it all works out. It all works out. And and Who knows? And who knows that um, Mac made easy vis- visit? I got it on video. Once the manager started talking to me, I put it on video, um, and that gives me some more fun stuff to do with that. <laughs> it's just all for play. It's just all. It's just all for play. It's like a. It's like a playground. There's nothing new. There. There's. There, there's nothing. Uh, uh, better or worse that you could be doing on the playground as long as you're having fun. That's the thing. That's the purpose of a playground, like you're having fun. So if you're not having fun, check in, feel what it feels like to be following the thoughts that you're following to get you into a not fun state of mind because you, you are fun you are fun. So that means anything that you would be doing would be fun if you were in your sane state of mind. Anything you could find yourself doing, it would be very playful for you if you're in sanity. If you're in a sane state of mind. Okay. If you're believing things that hurt, then you're going to find yourself doing things that aren't authentically you, let's say. I do it for them. I do it for them. I do it for them. I've heard, I've heard that love is respect. I've heard love is respect. And, you know, I'd say it can be expressed in that way, but love is first. Love is first. Respect, that can come out in a lot of different ways, and that's open to interpretation and judgment. There's always two sides to the respecting. You're not respecting me. Well, you're not respecting me. So, there we are. <laughs> there's always two sides to that one. Okay? And, you know, there's a... a there's this idea that if someone's fearful, we should go along with a charade. We should go along with a charade with them to try to appease them so they don't get angry and go, rawr, wear a mask, you know. There's this sense that we should try to appease people who are fearful. You know what? all that does is multiply the fear it multiplies the fear if you haven't seen that yet (laughs) uh, get out more (laughs) If you haven't seen how that works if you haven't seen how that works how appeasing the the fearful goes to tighter 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 that's how it works okay uh appeasing anyone and especially appeasing ego fear that doesn't serve the other thing is i love to use the mask as an example because it's a really good example you know so so if you in other words you see someone with a mask on and have no problem with that right i mean i don't know maybe some people do have a problem with it they see it and they go oh my god um Okay, if that's the case, that needs healing. That's a projection. That's a projection. If that's a problem for you, seeing someone wearing a mask, that's a projection. Feel it. Feel what that feels like. Okay? Allowing freedom for everyone. What does that feel like? Oh, just allowing freedom for everyone. They can can have it however they want. They can have it however they like it. And I don't even buy in any of those germ things where people go, I don't want to uh, get next to their mask because they're germy. Well, sure, those things are like a dirty diaper. Okay, They're all full of crap. They're all full of this uh, nasty uh, carbon whatever that shit is coming out of our mouths. <laughs> but still, that's not harmful to you. And and that thing about virus shedding, I've heard about people taking vaccines and virus shedding and there's stories about people getting sick, being next to people who got vaccines. Not possible. Because one illusion can affect another illusion. Like you can only get sick from mental, only mental. You know, if you're feeling shitty today, and the person you were hanging out with yesterday just found out they have COVID, it didn't happen the way you think, the way it looks, the way it looks on the surface. That is not how it was communicated, you can say. Uh, It's a mind frame, it's a mental state. Any kind of sickness is a mental state. And you know what? Mental states are contagious. You know, it, it could be something that we didn't even communicate about. We didn't even have a conversation about this, uh, something. But there's something that resonates with us and plays off each other. Psychics see this. They see these energy plays going back and forth between people. Like we'll be sitting in a room together. A person won't even be talking to a person or probably even be aware of the person. They've done it in like baseball fields or you're not even aware of the person across the field, right? There's these <laughs> signs. It's like it's mind energy constantly making these interactions. And some of them, you know, the way they the way they look can be like vicious. Some of them can be kind. You know, they can be like all different ways, but there's all this you know, so, so going back to that river of things running really fast, really, really fast like that. So when we're having that perception and we're thinking about people or they're in the, they're, they're in the area around us or anything, it's all part of the perception. We're constantly making interactions with them. We're constantly communicating all the time. So that, this is how. It's, you don't have to be in close proximity even to a person. But that's immediately what the ego is going to go to blame it on because making the body real, like the body is contagious. I don't buy that. That's why I'm not afraid of people who like uh, say they have COVID. Um, COVID is the same as anything. You can say COVID is the same as cancer. It's just sickness is sickness. We don't need all these different labels, but that just helps us like know how to take care of it in a worldly realm you know all these all these thoughts all this all this knowledge about how to take care of ourselves when we're under the weather that's just played out by itself all that knowledge it just it just culminates and it just played out it's like played out on a stage we don't need to know anything that we don't already know you know, when I found out when when I found out I, I had cancer, that's when the cancer was already removed. That was pretty funny. You know, it was like, oh, it's already okay. Well, you might have cancer. Let's put this shit on it and see if it is. Oh, and by the time it came out, it's like, oh yeah, it was. <laughs> so you got it all out, all the cancer. You had? Looks like it. It's all it. It's all irrelevant, though. It really is irrelevant. Yeah, um, whether it's all come out or whatever, it's not relevant because there's nothing there to be in in the first place. It's a it's a scene playing out. A scene plays itself out. We get these experiences for one purpose. This uh, you know this this scene and these plays these bodies that are falling. You know, they're just like they get to a certain point. And then they're like decaying after that. <laughs> it's funny. You know, and it's just like, let, let me just use it for as long as, you know, it's, it lasts for the purpose that I intended it for. Like, I intended the body and world for this purpose. That's my intention. Whether I'm aware of it or not, whether anyone's aware of it or not, that's their intention too. That to use it for the for the purpose of undoing the guilty thought of separation. That is the intention, that's the original intention <clears> of all of this. To use it. So we waste it when we disregard the intention and make basically make our own intention up. Because we perceived a world, then we got interested in it, and then we forgot about that stuff. And we just start making all these other intentions for what we're going to do in the world and thinking that that's like the actual intention. So within all of these little intentions, these uh, meaningless intentions that we're making in the world, within all these little meaningless things, we're getting the opportunity to see through this dream. And as we see through this this dream, we don't mind. Sickness is not something to be minded. It's not something to take even take seriously. It's not to, something to try to come up with a cause for it. Because it's just one of those things that's passing. Goes in and out, in and out, in and out. Little better, little worse, little better, a little worse. But when the dream ends, it doesn't, it, it doesn't end in death. When the dream ends, it doesn't end in death. Getting the death experience doesn't do anything. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really do anything. Getting the perception of time is for undoing it. You get as much time. That's the thing. And, you know, that's why a lot of people are really lazy about it. And it's really the only kind of laziness there is, you know. People are just like really lazy about it because they'll go, but I have unlimited lifetimes. So it's like, how much suffering do you want to live? How much suffering do you want to play out? How much suffering do you want for uh, your loved ones to play out? That's what gives me the incentive. You know, the words come, came to me, practice, perp- practice perfectly. And, you know, perfect pra- practice is also non-judgmental of when you forget. Non-judgmental. Non-judgmental of even being judgmental. Perfect practice is only available in this moment. <laughs> it's like it's like you just you you just got a crown put on your head. Like all that stuff that you think is harming or you think went before. It's it just like you just got. You just allowed yourself for that crown, of salvation, to be put on your head. Now you're saved in this moment. You're always saved in this moment. And that's your protection. That's a that silence. That's stillness. That's underneath all of the those fast-moving, loud, uh, visually, um, <laughs> visually toxic. You could say <laughs> images. Crossing. So when it was shown to me, this river, I immediately just felt so nauseous. Because it's like this spinning thing, and it's like, first I've seen it as a a spinning thing that's up, you know, stories until infinity, you know, never ending stories. (laughs) Like a mall, though, those kinds of stories. (laughs) And then That's standing outside of it and looking at it. That's this whole um, thing that looks like this, it's like this ego's world. It's all made of all these stories, you know. And then once you, when you're outside of it and looking at it, it's like super fearful to be outside of it. It's like, oh my God, I'm not anything. I'm nothing. I needed one of those stories so I could be something. Get over there. And then it's like really fast. You know, scientists say now that we only pick out a very small percentage of the stimulus from the environment. And that's exactly what's shown to me. It's like there's, all, there's so much stimulus. It's unimaginable how much stimulus it is. So it it's, does get slowed down to make it meaningful to you. Something that you can make meaningful. Something that you can use to get a feeling with. And when you see that it's only being used for getting that feeling, you can just get the feeling. Just experience the feeling. Don't defend yourself. You know, you can't help it if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling defensive and if you've added up a bunch of defensive thoughts, you know, yeah, then, then you're going to automatically defend yourself. You can't even help it. Someone will say something and it's just like, boom, you're defending yourself. There it is, I'm defending myself. Just be aware of that, that's all. Happily, with a smile. Oh, thank goodness I'm aware of that. Oh my gosh, I used to not be aware of that. <laughs> now I see that, that's Amazing. We play little. We play these little patterns with people where we act something out. I'll tell you one story that I have so you can see playing out this pattern. So I'm standing in the kitchen and my son steps on a bone outside. He gets it. Uh, he he gets uh, shocked. He says the dog bone. You know it's kind of sharp. Stop! Shock. He comes inside and he's like, "Fuck!" Ah! ah, I'm cooking, I look over, I'm like, let me see it, he shows it to me, there's nothing, and I go, oh my god, that's so drama, okay, drama boy, (laughs) so then he he goes, no, 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 I saw it, it was there before, it was there, so he goes, and he gets a a flashlight, and I go, ah, do you need some mama attention, and then he's like, Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. He's out of there, right? And I'm like, oh, I felt this. Oh, man, I just really bummed him out. You know, I felt this sense. I just totally bummed him out. So um, I was making food, and then the food we got done. And the food was amazing, by the way. The food was out of this world. And I, I, I was excited about that. So I go back over to his room, and when I say his name, I can sense that the way I'm saying his name right now is different. I can sense that. And then I go and then I go in there and I and I say, hey, I know what it di- I know what it is that, that got you triggered. Um, and I started to talk about it. He goes, No, I don't want to talk about it right now. And I said, Okay, but what I really want you to let you, let you know is there's some amazing food out there, you know. So I go back out and I'm like, not minding whether he comes in for the food or not, you know. I know I got some good food. Um, and then he comes in, and he comes in for some food, and, uh, and he goes, you know, you know what I don't like about it? You know what I don't like about that mom? I didn't mind at all when you said, oh, look at the drama part, oh, drama. But when you said, oh, do you need some mama attention or something? Oh, do you need some mama attention or something like that? That's where I didn't like it at all. I did not like that. I want you to stay the same like if you're going to be uh, uh uh teasing me and making fun, fun of me, just stay like that. Or if you're going to be the other way, just stay like that. And so I, I go, "Okay, you know, but first, you know, there's like this urge to defend it. There's this urge to defend it and some defensiveness did come out. And I just notice the defensiveness. Just in noticing it, it allows everything to come to the surface. Because we don't understand each other. When we're in a situation like that, we're not understanding each other at all. We're both having different per- perceptions. I could tell the energy has changed. Because when I speak, I could tell my voice is different. It makes a different resounding energy in my body. I could tell there's a change there okay and it's like a and, and it's like a sense of i can't quite put my finger on it here's an example of how we take care of each other we we are really holding each other's hands and taking and, and bringing each, each other home so there was it seemed to be all this eruption even my husband came in and got in on it right and it seemed like it, it and every time my son would say something either my husband or i would say something back and then I just said, "Wait a minute! I just want to hear what he's saying." And so, you know, he goes, "Okay, mom, I sense that, in, I sense that you are um, not confident as a mother." And I said, "Oh, well, I sense that too. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I didn't know what it was, but there was something there. <laughs> like, oh." That's it. I sense that too. And that's really what it's getting to. And so then it's like, oh, um, so, so you're not mad at me for having low confidence. It seemed like you were mad at me, but you're not really mad at me for having low confidence. It's just like a bad feeling that I have low confidence as a mother. are like, mom, I can see that the, the caring is there. You care, but your confidence is low. So like hearing that, it's like, wow. Thank you because it's something that you don't see and you, but you know because you're playing it out. You know because of that change, you're playing it out. you're playing it out right in the in the relating it's coming out. You can sense the change in that tone. There's a tone change. And it's like we don't get to it because we end up arguing. we end up not listening to each other and checking what's going on. Like I'm not looking to try to fix a person and those in our family the ones closest to us or roommates, close friends, anything like that they have the ability to trigger us more than anyone and they have the ability to, to, to get it to where it, it passes the point where you see something and, they have, and just to be in gratitude and keep on being in gratitude it, it, with it so while I'm standing there and I'm actually finding myself projecting a couple times. It's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. That's projecting. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I knew right away, but I can't help it. It comes out my mouth. (laughs) I'm just like looking at myself as I'm speaking, right? And so then it doesn't get left like that. Uh, Oh, you're trying to tell me something. I really want to hear it. I really want to feel it. See? And it's like just being and being open like that, then we see, and it's like, I felt such a burden off myself for hearing that I have low confidence as a mom. So all that means is I've been an unknowing, unbeknownst to myself, unbeknownst to myself, picking out thoughts because I thought they applied to me. You know, it's an underlying energy of just uh, these, uh, like these thoughts applied to me. You know, I got memories of being a really bad mom. And a sense that, uh, wow, it would be nice if I was like, more like I am now when they were small. You know, so there's that, all, those, all that sense. And it comes out, it plays in the present moment, even though there's no past. So what my son is picking up on and it seems like he's getting angry about is a lack, a sense of lack. That doesn't feel good. And that's how it always is. So like if you're you're dealing with a sense of lack, which we all are, that's the thing. We all are, so it's going to come up. Let's say it like this. Because we are all dealing with a sense of lack... (laughs) We're all going to have interactions where someone gets angry with us. They don't really know why they're angry with us. We don't know why they're angry with us. Because we're looking at it in a, in a way like 3D way. So, it's, so you're walking around as lack of confidence is automatically going to trigger people. they're not going to know they're not going to know why but it's like it's like a wound and it's automatically triggering especially you know people who are uh, looking to you for guidance it's like oh i done something wrong it's like oh i done something wrong my son is angry with me like a sense oh no And then that allows that feeling to be fully felt because there's this, it's like we're halfway conscious of it, you know? And, and who knows, I may have not noticed it at all. I may have not even noticed it at all, at all if there wasn't a reaction from him. That's why I, I say to people, watch their reaction. How are they reacting to you? Not how you think they should be reacting to you, but how are they reacting to you? And how are you reacting to them? And then once we get the picture, like once I got the picture, oh, that's what that is. It's like such a relief. Oh, I don't have to play that out anymore. That's so fun. You keep on learning and seeing different, different things, different ways we play out. And look, we always have that sense of separation, as long as we're perceiving a world. That's why you could say no one in the world is perfect. Who you are is always perfect because it never changes. It never changes. But in the world that we perceive, we're perceiving the world because of holding on to a guilty concept. So we're making guilty things. And the thing is, the longer we have of a history that we can remember, the more guilty shit is built up in the mind. That's the whole reason for getting old and dying. That's the whole reason for it. We start to build up. We build up tension. We build up guilty things. Like I can say, oh no, I don't feel guilty for the kind of mom I was uh, when some of my kids... My kids are so spread out, like, when some of my kids were young. <laughs> so I- Which son are you talking about? Your place? Oh, I don't want to reveal that just because, you know, for, for the uh, sake of the son, And also, I'm not revealing the time of it either. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a. It's like I'm just not revealing the time of it in the in the, in this particular inst instance, and it's not always like that. I don't know why. That's just how it is. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I, you know, it, it's a. It's a matter of being willing to observe because we kind of go into sleepy mode. And when I notice myself going into sleepy mode, um, it's like. When, once I, the, at the point where I felt guilty, was where I said, Ah, oh, you're just drumming out. And he goes, No, I'm going to prove it. And he goes to get a flashlight. I'm like, That's the moment. And that's the moment where the voice changes. Things start playing out kind of weird. Things start getting kind of weird. Things start erupting. You know, it's a mild, mild eruption, but things are erupting. It's like not a, the energy just changed. Notice the shifts of energy. It's like a constant, it it takes a constant willingness to release guilty patterns to not get caught up in them. So, you know, in the, in the moment where um, I, I finally was like, okay, I really, and at that point my husband was in there too, and he kept on saying stuff too, I really just want to hear what he has to say. And then my husband seems to get offended too, like, oh, you're saying that to me? And I said, I'm just saying it. I'm just saying that. I just would really like to hear what he has to say. And then when I felt it, I was like, oh, that's what it is. And he felt it. The wall was down. The wall crashed. That's victory. That's the miracle. The wall's just gone. There's this wall, and then there's an embrace. And there's um, empathy, compassion, all the good, juicy things reemerge. Because there's not this... And this is what... Guys, uh, and the reason I put it to you, I, I share with you things that uh, that occur in my own mind. It is a mind trip, okay? That occur to me in in my own mind is because these little habit patterns are being played out all the time even with strangers these little guilty habit patterns you know you're in one because of the change you got to be watchful for the change that's how you're going to know that you're in it and then you can be open to see and just being happy that you see something it's like being happy that you see that it's oh it's a pattern playing out I don't want to play that pattern I, I'm not into playing that pattern anymore and there's you know there, there's lots of different ways that comes out last week I think it was last week I was talking about tea like my husband was saying I need to drink more tea and I said why and he said because you bought all that tea and and, and I, I go, and I said something about, that must be because you come from the era of people who, you know, were in the Great Depression, and you think that somehow we're going to get the money back we drink the tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, some of that tea is not going to be good, we're not going to drink it. <laughs> I'm going to be old by now. Uh, so, so today, we go get the mail, and there's three different orders of tea in the mail. And he just, like, looks at, and. uh And I go, I go, isn't that interesting? There's three orders of tea in the mail. You know what I noticed? Whenever there's focus on something, like it's a problem, it multiplies. That's how it's always been. Um, And it's it's so manifest like that. Because like whenever, you know, like in our whole thing, it would always be like, I'd be buying stuff. Like I'd be shopping in Nordstrom or whatever I'm doing and I'm buying stuff. That's always the pattern. And then he'd be really worried about the stuff I was buying. The more he worried, the more stuff I bought. It's just a pattern. You know, it's just a, a pattern playing out. And then, like, and, and then, like, I'm trying to hide my stuff. I learned from his sister how to hide my stuff from my husband. How to hide my shopping from my husband. <laughs> so, I'm like, hide the stuff. Is that new? Oh, no, I've had it for months. <laughs> So eventually, uh, eventually, you know, I just kind of, I go, I go, you know what, this is a habit and I cannot help buying stuff. I cannot help buying stuff because it's a habit that we're playing together. Uh, So, um, you know, and he, and he really like goes, oh yeah, I see that still it comes up in these little instances, like with the tea and we're just laughing. We're just totally cracking up today. When those three boxes of tea come, cause it's like I'm like I go that is such a sign, I, you know, honey, you are so powerful. Whatever you focus on multiplies. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> um, I did. I ordered like like a five pound, I think, of your matcha. It's like. It's like this big Comes like this big <laughs> That's one of them <laughs> One of the <laughs> There's like a huge box out there <laughs> Yeah come, come over I have really good tea I'm all stocked up <laughs> Yeah <laughs> but that—that's how it is. I mean, whatever we, whatever we have the perception of, we want it. So, like in my case, I have the—I have the perception of myself doing a lot of legal, legal stuff. You know, um, police obedience parties, all that kind of stuff. Whatever we have the perception of, that's what we want. I mean, and, and you know, I get lots of people coming around telling me how uh, I shouldn't have to. Do it like this, you know, and I'll have a talk with them like, hey, you know what? When you're taking it like that, that makes it into something that it's not. You're not really using it for the purpose that it is. If you're taking it like, why should I have to? I hear, why should we have to fight for our rights? I'm like, we don't. We don't have to fight for anything. We don't have to. We don't, we we don't, we have to claim in our own mind the truth of who we are. Whether that manifests through doing it to a government agent or whatever, but right? it's going to manifest the way it manifests. It it can't help that. Uh, the root of it is our mind is under the impression that we are someone's slave. Okay, that's the root of it. If you you know, if Bob, if you think you uh you need to, to file your taxes to avoid getting in trouble. That is slavery. That's slavery. Okay. If you make that thought meaningful, you have to, uh, you have to pay. You have to better do your taxes and pay your taxes to avoid that slavery. Okay. Uh, you know, if you have to do something you don't want to do, that's slavery. So, be admitting to yourself that that's what you made. I made myself enslaved. Be admitting to yourself also that you are entitled to miracles. You are entitled to seeing through this illusion. You made yourself a slave, no one else did it to you. And that's, a, that, that's the main thing. That's the that's a main thing that's gonna give you power in any kind of communication, because now I'm just claiming what's always been true. Nunk pro tunk. back to the beginning, back to what's true. Wherever, wherever there's claiming what's true, you know. At one point, I thought um, that my uh, my son was trying to control my behavior, and I said. And I said, do you think I should be doing it different? You know, just like asking the question. Do you think I should be doing it? He never tried to exert any control over me. Never tried to exert any control over me. It's just like, ask the question. Same, same thing, uh, like a police officer. Are you giving me an order? They'll probably say yes. Yes, I am. What's your authority? It's this law. What about the Constitution? We don't recognize that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'm glad you're so forthcoming with that. Let me get your uh, name and badge number here, and we'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> police, police obedience party. Police obedience party. Okay, so there's so there's a there's an event where someone is uh, is in a situation where the police are not upholding their oath. Then we have what's called the police obedience party, and we do legal documents. So we did. Oh, so exactly. you did uh, uh, at And there's a notary at the party who can notarize everyone. Oh, uh, that's. <laughs> I it was like an intervention for a police officer <laughs> it, it kind it kind <laughs> of is, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then we just bring a whole bunch of of police uh, misconduct filings all at once. Yeah, something like that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So there's a there's there's always a sense, and what I notice is there, there's always a sense is that someone is trying to gain authority over us. So that's why you know it, it's it's nice to be kind and just ask the question, like you know. Uh, Are they? Is that what they think? Do they think that they have authority? Do you want me to? uh, Are you saying that you have the authority to tell me to do it like this? But we just assume they do, right? We just assume they do. Like if you get pulled over in your car and they say, "Give me your, give me your driver's license," you automatically give them their driver's license. You know, that's an offer. You can say, no, thank you. How about your registration? No, thank you. Well, then, I'm going to arrest you. What are you going to arrest me on? Well, you're supposed to have a driver's license and you're supposed to have registration. And, oh, really? Can you show me the law that shows that, Oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. That law doesn't apply to me. I have in certain situations, yeah. I mean, when it comes to uh, police officers, and that's why we have the police obedience party, because basically, you know, if a police officer is denying that, that you have any constitutional rights and their oath is to support and defend the Constitution, that is obedience. And um, who are they obedient to? Me. Because they're a service. They're doing a service for me. See? That's the way, that, that's the way it's actually written down. That's <laughs> not the way we've been acting. Okay? And the reason we haven't been acting like that is because we have dumbed ourselves to the point where we think it goes like this. God, government, codes, laws, statutes, rules agendas, people. <laughs> no. God, people, government, and then all the other shit. <laughs> okay? We just, we just reversed that in our mind because we trained ourselves to believe that none of those gifts that they, they knew back in the day when they wrote the Constitution that we were endowed with certain gifts we're endowed with certain fundamental rights. We can, and then got conditioned to believe that we are endowed with nothing. We got nothing from God. Don't, we don't even have the breath of life from God. That's not even from God. You can't have a religious exemption for covering your breath out at some places. Not everywhere, but uh, yeah. That's not even written into the mandate, a religious exemption. Uh, wait a second. If I'm endowed with these rights, one of them's gotta be to breathe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the thing is, we are all uh, under a, a mind fuck that we made for ourselves, okay? We are all under that. That's why people look at me like, Are you sure? I'm like, I am 100% sure. Is the cop on the street gonna get it? I don't know, but I do know that there uh, there are unlimited remedies, unlimited remedies, and miracles also are um, uh, are are there, ready to be received any moment. So I just stay open to that. Uh, keep my uh, Inspiration flowing. See how the inspiration flows, as far as you know. For me, it happens to be a bunch of paperwork. For someone else, it might be something else. It might be just walking around without a mask and smiling at people. It's showing them your smile. Okay. But I know that I know what's true. I know in my heart what's true. And because I know what's true, I say it, that's just, I don't buy into the little game that people are playing. I was standing in the police commission office this week with 23 notarized police misconduct complaints. It took an hour for them to process it. No, it was, it's a one woman office and she was working the whole time. She was working it. I wasn't behind anyone in line or anything. It took her a whole hour to process those things. The whole time, I'm not wearing a mask. When I walked in, my other friend, Hope, was sitting in there. She also didn't have a mask. Um, used to be in government. Uh, used to be working in government. And um, she doesn't feel like she needs to appease people. She's like, I know this is, a, this is bull. I see other people. They look in the door. They see a maskless person. They just walk by. They don't go in there. Yeah. You know. Um, but people are afraid. Like I saw, a guy came from Kahena. You know, he came there to get a police misconduct form for the stuff that's been going down in Kahena, right? He's a dread dreadlocked guy from Kahena, and he's got a freaking mask on. <laughs> <laughs> people don't. People don't know. I get it. I, I get it. People don't. People don't know. People don't know. Uh, uh, most basically, who they are. Most basic, most basic level. Who they are. Oh, I see a bunch of people wearing a mask. I better put one on too so I can fit in. I don't want anyone yelling at me. Let a person yell at you. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Like I don't get triggered by them because I see that they're they're just afraid. It's okay. I I'll be like it's okay. You're gonna be all right. You know. I was walking through Costulus the other day, and I'm just walking along with my car, enjoying Costulus. I barely ever go shopping. I'm like, ooh, Costulus. Everything's so big. <laughs> and, and the and this old guy is coming. And he's walking toward me with his cart, and he goes you don't have a mask? And I just kept walking. I smiled at him and I just kept walking and then he like ran into something. Like an aisle thing. I was like, dang. Well, that's a quick karma. So then I'm walking. I'm walking. I go up to the store. I see him. Uh, he, he left his cart back there and now he's going over to the manager to report on me that I'm not wearing a mask. And the manager's letting him know I have a medical exemption and um, and so then he comes. And he walks by me again. He's like, "You shouldn't be in here." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he's just saying something passing. It's like not a big deal. He's just saying something passing. I just like, don't even need to do anything about that. It's like I just go. I go to the checkout. Super sweet. Super sweet over there. Um, anyone uh, want to go to Costco without a mask? Go for it. Um, yeah. They- they see the way the way you say it. The way you say it, it's guilty in the first place. Do you see that? <laughs> I say it? Yeah, the way you're saying it is a guilty way of saying it because they're saying they buy it. Well, but other places will get on your case. So you can go into Walmart and say it, and they don't say the word. You can go somewhere else, and you have the whole staff around you. Yeah, it's just that there's nothing there. It's it's not like it. it see. It's put into the position. We're put into the position if we are if wearing a mask goes against our conscience, if wearing a mask goes against our conscience, we are put into the position. You can say we put ourselves into the position where it's as if we have a disability now. Okay? Oh, yeah, we have to then say that we're disabled. I, yeah. It's like, it's, it's as, well, it's as if it's made into a situation as if we have a disability. Because it, it's like, uh, oh, you, you can't put on, a, if you can't put on a mask, you can't shop. Oh, is that right? You know, uh, so in that case, in that case, it's like, uh, okay, thank you. Uh, I will go shop somewhere else. Or you're gonna put, put on the mask and shop. Either way, it's like, okay, I'm making this thing up. I'm making this. How can I play with it? For me, it's I got about 30 different stores on camera refusing me entry without a mask. And that's probably gonna be 30 different civil actions, I'm thinking. Thirty thousand dollars a piece. I don't know. The thirties are just coming up. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> it's like, it was like it give you, it, you know, when when you when you notice when you recognize, okay, I made this situation. I made the situation. How can I play with it? Okay, how can I play with this situation? What is it? What is the most um uplifting and uh, and fun way? to engage the situation. And what's given to me is claims. So, there it is. (laughs) I think so. I don't really know what I'm gonna do, but I'm in the process right now of of typing up two of them. So, I don't really know how it's gonna go and how it's gonna transform or anything like that, because I have no plans, really. It's just that I see that I, I see the progression. I see where I I'm typing a couple of them out, so it looks like there's going to be 30 of them. Wow, but we'll see. And then you know I'm encouraging people to take their information too, um, any information like that, if they want to do it too, uh, get on because what I'm hearing from my lawmen that I I get a lot of information from is it only takes one. To th- it's only going to take 1% to 3% of people questioning authority for the whole thing to unravel. There's actually not 1% to 3% of people questioning, questioning the authority. A criminal affidavit against the governor and mayor for making those proclamations is one way of questioning authority. So it's like there's, a, there's, there's, all different, and there's all different instances where you're given the opportunity and that includes in your personal lives. You're always given the opportunity. People are always trying to get jurisdiction over you. You know, jurisdiction means you have to answer to me. I'm asking, in, interrogating questions of you and you have to answer to me. But people are constantly trying to get jurisdiction over you. And that's because you want them to do that because you feel guilty. And that's how you get it to come out. That's how you get to play out. you got to play it out to keep it up. So that's how you're going to get it to play out. And it can be the simplest thing, you know, like my husband will come downstairs and ask, uh, and ask, uh, did you leave the cheese open? Did you leave the cheese open? And then like, as soon as I hear it like that, I feel the sense, the sense of it being something in interrogating. And I, and I immediately just take that to heart. I don't know if I left the cheese open. What if I did leave the cheese open? Am I in trouble for leaving the cheese open? Am I in any kind of trouble if I left the cheese open? What if I say one of our sons left it open? Are they going to get in trouble for leaving it open? You know, it's just playful. Just really fun. It's like, uh, you know, uh, there's like this, this uh, uh, attack. It's like a guilty attack. And you know, every attack comes from our own mind. So it's like the guilty attack. It's like I could just like play with that. That's only coming from me. I wanted to feel a sense of guilty right now. So I had someone come around and go, Hey, did you leave the cheese open? He may not even mean it like that. Who knows? But then when I get the sense of a guilty consciousness, it's always, in a, it, it's a, it's always like a relating with him. It's relating. So it's like saying, it's like agreeing. It's like almost making a contract. Like, uh, okay, okay. Um, uh, I, I see you as guilty I accept to being seen as guilty and it's not like guilty not guilty you know that's what they ask you in a court did you leave that thing open if it's no then you're good if it's yes then you're bad you know it's not like that though uh, if it's open right now then it's open that's all <laughs> if it's open, it's open. <laughs> and, and you know, seeing these things more and more it makes all of your relating so much more fun. Like my husband and I find ourselves laughing so much about all the silly stuff we get involved in. Like we'll just be in a conversation, and it'll just be like something stupid. It's like you can just like sense the energy. It's like oh we don't need to don't need to go there. We don't need to get in any fights. People don't need to get in any fights. Cuz when you're aware of your energy, you just don't you, you don't follow it into that. You don't follow it into a fight. Who is there to fight with? Who could be there but yourself? That's why when uh, people like when I go into a store, uh, I suspect that people are probably gonna say something to me because I've heard people say stuff to me before, Um, and and I'm just uh, and I'm just like willing to be with whatever it is, whether it's yelling or whatever it is, just willing to be with whatever it is, willing to be with that person. Not needing to tell them anything or try to convince them. Unless people are open to it, then that will just naturally happen. I can't even help it. If we're going to have a conversation. So everything in this world is symbolic. Okay, Everything is symbolic. If you look at... The, the situation with a mask, putting a mask on, it's a symbol, there's a symbol in the mind. It's already been established. There's a symbol established in the mind. It's a symbol of slavery, and it's also a symbol of, uh, oh, what's the word? Undignified. Undignified. Okay, like people don't have any dignity. It's meant for that. It's been meant for that for a long time. Who are you, uh, lowly little human creatures? And we've been trained to believe in that and we've been trained to accept these things as if we need them, as if sacrifice is love. There's symbols that represent a certain mindset, a mindset of fear. The symbols in the world represent that. Watch. Watch what it watch what occurs in your body's energy field when you accept a symbol of fear for yourself and you display a symbol Watch how that is. It, you know, the, the biggest thing is that we're not being watchful. We're trying to use our brain, mind, whatever, to figure out what's the best way to be. I one of my friends, one of my friends, uh, was here, and we were hanging out, and I wasn't wearing a mask, and um, you know, he was wearing his mask because the person who. Um, own the establishment wanted him to wear a mask, so he wore his mask, and he didn't really think a lot of it c- except for why is hope so disrespectful? You know. Um, and then he and then he went and then he went an, around somewhere else, and he got back to me, and he said, "I just found out why we're masking. I didn't realize. I thought I was being respectful." I thought I was just being respectful. I didn't realize I was helping drive this thing in. I was helping to push this thing. I was like, you're not doing anything. You're perfect. <laughs> you're perfect. It's a, you, just, you, just got, you just got woke up to what kind, of a, what, what kind of show is playing out. What kind of show is playing out right now. And you just got woke up to... Whether, whether to be involved. I never said anything to him. He, You know, we were doing something else. We were like dancing and, and, and in, a, in a different kind of vibe. I never said any COVID stuff to him at all. Just came back lay, way later and was like, hey, and now I get why you, I was wondering why you would be that disrespectful. And now I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> That's why, you know, it says in the Bible, it's like, God is no respecter of persons. This idea that we have to find out what it is to respect, to show respect. We don't know what respect is. We don't fucking know. We can think we're being respectful. We're being good and respectful. We're being respectful. We are protecting the kapuna. Even if you know you're not protecting the kapuna by putting a mask on, even if you know that, even though you're hunt, you're like, sure, that's not protecting anyone. But to show respect, go ahead and play along with the charade. That's denying yourself. You cannot figure it out like that. And you know, love is truth. Love is synonymous with Truth. Not synonymous with respect. Respect is an effect. It's an an effect in the mind. Like I am truth. I'm not a respecter of persons. Truth is true. Truth hurts sometimes. There's a saying, truth kills, let it kill. It's the truth. That's right. Yeah, it's not. It's not killing the body. If anything, it's making the body strong. <laughs> you know, uh, body's a projection of the mind. And body really isn't anything. It isn't weak or strong. Might be projected. As, but it's going to be projected as strong because truth is strength. We've been denying ourselves. We've been taught to deny ourselves. So then a a message comes around and says, hey, uh, your freedom is making people sick. And everyone goes, oh. Well, let's be less free then. Let's restrict our breath and stand apart from each other. Something they do in satanic rituals, by the way. Let's all do, oh yeah, let's all do that. (laughs) We're going to pray to the devil and ask him to make us healthy. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. It's a ritual. <laughs> we're, going ask, we're going to ask, which is basically, basically the devil is basically the ego. Okay? Basically the ego. It's knowledge of this world. Wisdom of this world. That's why it says wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Worldly knowledge. It's meaningless. And it's meant to enslave you. Worldly knowledge is meant to enslave you. So look, we got, we got people saying that because of this worldly knowledge, you have to be a slave. And, and people are going, oh gosh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't care. The Constitution and all that stuff, that's just suspended as long as people could die of a virus. All your freedoms, there's... Hey, when will we end this? End this? Uh, you know what? As long as the numbers are too high. Oh, what's too high? Well, you know, just high. No, I want to have a, like an, a, an actual measure. Like what is... What's the measure that it needs to be at? I don't know, just, you know. We just... Well, come on. Play along. It's supposed to go on forever. <laughs> There's always going to be a dangerous virus. (laughs) Come on, just quit asking questions. Play along. Play along here. Quit, Quit asking us so many things. I get, I get inspired and all jazzed up and juiced up because there's this major freedom wave right now. And this freedom wave is like no other right now. You know, I've heard of psychics saying that there's, that there's all this light coming onto the earth. For years and years and years I've seen this. I've heard this story about the light coming onto the earth. Now what I'm seeing is this freedom wave. And you know what the freedom wave is based on? It's based on knowing who you are. It's a spiritual awakening. It's a major spiritual awakening. And it's for everyone. It's for each and every one of us. It's not for the so-called like we think they're sheeple and asleep and stuff like that. And they look like that to us. It's for us. Because there's a lot of freedom that we have not been claiming. We've been automatically consenting to, to having someone else rule us. And, and in a lot of ways we don't see it. You know how you're going to see it is when it, someone, uh, someone sends you a letter. Like, Say you get a letter, like when I got a letter from the IRS, there was just a drop. It was like, boom. And it's like, oh, shit. There is no gratitude there. Okay? Now I get letters um, kind of often from the police department. They're used to seeing these because I'm doing freedom of information requests to them and they're getting back to me. <laughs> uh, and, and it's like, it gets to be it gets to be like kind of like a game. Watch your reaction to these things. I noticed like the first time I got a letter from the police department, even though I know I sent them something, I'm expecting something back from them, drop in the energy. I'm like, that's cute. And Look at that, it's just automatic, it's ingrained. The only way to undo it is to claim what's really true. And so the experience are going to arise for us to claim what's really true. And that's what this that, that's what this COVID thing has given us. See, I never had the incentive to claim what's really true with the government. I just never really had the incentive. Oh, okay, yeah. Let them think that they have authority over me. That's fine. And you know, it, it was awesome. It, it was totally awesome for me. Let them think that they have authority. Over me. And I'll just know that I have all the authority. So in knowing that I have the authority. Over and over and over again. It brings about an illusion to take you to the. Okay you're ready for the next level. It's time to take it to the next level. You're leveling up. And that's always what the illusion is doing. All illusion is always taking you to the next level. Okay it's time to level up. You're stretching now. You're having more of a challenge now that's what the challenge is for the challenge is for learning so it's like oh well this is really a leveling up now i'm actually claiming it to those authorities who think they have authority over me there's a there's one there's one motion that Tony, tony's working on right now i feel really inspired about it it's called a writ quo ranto. and it means prove your authority prove your authority there's no proof of it. There's no proof of the authority. It's run on consent of the people. And that's the same with the ego. You see all the symbolism here. The ego is run on your consent. The ego, rule, you know, taking, taking control and ruling your mind, it's your consenting. And this is just manifestation in the world. This government run amok right and it's the same thing because when we made the ego we made the ego to protect this false sense of self that's exactly the same reason we made the government isn't that amazing i mean this this is such a this is like goes so deep it's like such a good mirror that's exactly the reason it's it's written down in the documents it's written down That the government exists for the sole purpose of protecting our God-given rights. So it's like to protect. That's exactly the way we made the ego for. To protect this image that we made. And look, the ego, what does it do? It murders us at the end of the life. (laughs) Makes all the sickness murder same 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 it's the same thing it's the same uh, you could say you could call it a spiritual battle for lack of a better word you know it's like the same kind of thing um it's really a spiritual awakening because there's no battle with the ego that just as there's no battle with the government you know people ask me how do you do it how do you do all that battle and remain light because it's not a battle why are you smiling about it why do you think this is fun because it's not a war like that the ego is no problem the government is no problem they just, you just let them go you just like move Okay. oh now you're in court okay judge uh, can you tell me why I'm here why am I here Is there anyone harmed? Is there a man or a woman harmed? Please bring them out right now so I can make it right with them. Please bring them out right now. Oh, you don't have anyone? What am I doing here? Judge, you have no authority over me. What am I doing here? This is a common law court. The same with the ego. You have no authority over me. Not even if the ego perceives that you harmed a man or a woman. But notice that it's just natural with the golden rule, do no harm. You're going to automatically in knowing the truth of who you are in knowing that the ego has no authority over you you're going to automatically want to make the other person whole again who... Seems to have been harmed for you, it's by you. It's just natural. It's just natural. You know, the guy comes over my house. This was some years ago, my dog was younger. Dog takes his shoes and rips them to shreds. Guy is pissed. How much are the shoes? Here you go. That's my dog, my dog ate your shoes. Here. Uh, That's that's what it's for. That's what a court is for. You can't settle that. <laughs> That's what you go there for. You don't need you don't need the ego for that. You don't need a government for that. Unless you you know, you can't know you oh, okay. Alright, then someone has to mediate it. Someone's mediating this thing. I think they owe me this. Well, it was her dog, but then he left his shoes outside. I don't know. Oh, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's not for giving you fines. It's not for, you know, punishing you. That's the ego. So we made this. And it doesn't matter what level it's at. You know, people, people ask me, well, you know, that they're just going to do this to you. And I said, well, you know, my, my remedies are endless. My remedies are endless. Because what I have is the truth. When I have the truth, my remedies are endless. I don't depend on their system to give me anything. And I'm not not pretending that their system is just gonna say, okay, here you go. Here you go, Hope, here's the freedom. We're gonna grant you freedom like this. No, it's up to me to claim it every time it arises. And I'm happy to do it because ultimately, uh, I'm not trying to get results in the world. I'm not trying to get results in the world. I'm not trying to make the COVID shit go away. Even though that's what my documents are saying. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what my documents are saying. Take these things away. They're totally unlawful. They're a war crime. And you guys are liable for like millions of dollars. Okay? That's basically the same. But the goal in all of this stuff is one thing and that's seeing through the world, not getting the world to how I want it to be and because of that there's plenty of energy for it disappointments I'm not even um, I'm not even like uh, uh, attached to these 20 criminal affidavits being accepted by any grand jury I'm going to send them 20 of them will they get accepted? I don't know there will be another another remedy if need be will be presented to me so there's no failure there's no failure in it it could just go however it goes and then there's another remedy oh okay that one didn't stick throw another one see what see what works there's no uh, there there's no failure in anything that we try <laughs> you feel by not trying that was say, a saying yeah well you know there's, there's, not anything, there's not anything that you can choose to try or not you know it only comes from it only comes from a manifestation so you're going to make it real or not whether or not it's important that it goes a certain way like I had one woman tell, telling me isn't the um, purpose to get results and I said no Purpose isn't to get results. If the purpose is to get the results, you know what? That's going to make you angry. It's a setup for being angry. It's just a setup. If you want it to go a certain way, then it's being used for making you angry. But if you can just play in the field and have fun, then it's all used for the same thing. It's all used for awakening the mind. You're not using it to hurt yourself anymore. Now when it comes to the manifestation of government and the way we've made it, the way we've, the way we've formed the government to seem like it's got this power over us, it will not be able to maintain in the way that it is as we come into realization of who we are. Gov- government is going to have to change according to who we are when it's known to them. And it's being made known right now through legal proceedings all over the world. People, the people who are bringing them know who they are. They're not some attorney going, I know, I, I know how I'm going to beat this. No, these are people who are going, I know who I am and I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. I'm not going to go in there and act like I'm something that I'm not. I'm just, I'm just not going to be acting like I'm something that I'm not, like I have been the whole time. I'm just not going to act like I'm under their jurisdiction. Some people are going as far as to turn in their driver's license and their license plate. There's actually no law that says you need a driver's license or a license plate unless you have a contract with the government or you're engaged in commerce. They had, The people who got to the point where they can have that kind of manifestation where they're just going in there and going, you know what? I don't need your driver's license anymore. They're actually going to the DMV, turning it in, asking them to delete all their records about them. They got to the feeling, they got to that feeling of, I'm free. They know they're going to get pulled over. They're glad about it. They're happy about it. They're going to get pulled over and they're going to say, no, thank you. I don't need to get you, give you a license. I'm not driving. I'm traveling in my property. don't need a license for that. And yes, I've seen that work and I've shared it with people. Because it's just true. The laws, they're made for commerce. That's what they're made for. They don't, apply, they don't even apply to us. You think someone can write something down on a piece of paper and it automatically applies to you? <laughs> if you're to the grocery store or something, isn't that commerce? No. No, it's not. Uh, commerce is where you're engaged in business, like saying you're driving something somewhere to do some business. Only uh, You have a con- you have a contract with the government. Okay? Business license is a contract. Okay? If you're just traveling in your your personal property, you don't need any license. See how it all has to do with commerce? Because commerce, that is the system. That's what the whole system is built on. It's built on commerce. And you see how the dollar is. You see how money is. We've been trained to think that we need money to get by in this world. And it looks like that. It totally looks like that. But we can look through that. We can ask for another interpretation. We can ask to see how we're always getting exactly what it is that we need. We won't miss any money. We won't feel like there's a lack of money or anything like that. We always have exactly what we need. We always do. We have exactly what we need because it has one purpose. We think that we need a certain amount of money. We don't. If money disappears tomorrow, and it could... Very, very well could. I've heard about things going on where it could be like everything you got is worth zero. Okay? The trajectory that I've seen is everything you've got is worth, worth zero. Now we're giving you these cards and we're going to put points on them. And if you don't comply, you don't get any points on your card. You can't buy or sell So, uh, in the event that that's transpired, that's definitely one storyline that seems to be in play right now. In the event that that transpires, don't be alarmed because you don't need either of those. You actually don't need the money or the points. You don't have to comply. You don't have to comply to, to survive. That's something we taught ourselves. We do not have to comply to survive. And what kind of survival is that anyways? What is that? What is that? We're, okay, so, so all we've got is an illusion of time, right? All we've got all we've gotten is an illusion of time. Do we want to live a long life where we're complying and we're, and we're living as a slave? Or would you rather just like make that thing short? I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't have a choice in it, but you know this fear of like what something bad is going to happen to you. There's this fear, like put out there about um, if you become uh, if you become too much of a hassle for the government, they're just going to kill you. It's like go ahead, because like the other offering that's being offered here, like really isn't that attractive. Mm Let's see. Should I just be afraid of um, of being killed or jailed, and walk around like I don't know that everyone's being enslaved right now? That the whole masses are being deceived to go into a, um, a new new era where everyone's a slave, and just like walk around and act like that's not happening? I'm making it up for a reason. It's not really happening, and that's the beauty of it, but I'm making it up, and it's giving me an opportunity. I think we're all going to see big time through this. And it's about how how willing we are to see. You know, I hear some of my friends want to maintain the status quo, and they're, oh yeah, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and get the vaccine. That way, I can do my business. Okay, there's not going to be that many of us <laughs> that aren't going to be that aren't going to be in this in this club where you can buy, sell, fly, whatever. But who knows? There's a, there's, a, there's a wealth of possibility. And given what it's all for, we can all stand up and be like, you know what? No, we're not doing that anymore. We're not playing that game. Just like, you know, back when I told my husband, I'm not playing that money game anymore. I'm not playing that guilty money game anymore. I'm excited. I'm excited for all of us. I think there's a a lot more to see through and unravel through all of this. And just through the particulars of our lives, the way they're unfolding with people... Uh, having having trouble with family members, not wanting to see them. Some people don't want to see their family members because they got the injection. Some people not wanting to see their family members because they don't get it. They've said all you need is love. We didn't believe it, so we tried to use government. <laughs> now it's just a matter of going back to love. Nunk no, pro tunk. It is as it's always been. Well, None of that other shit that we did in the middle, it doesn't matter. That's what government is. I'll just ask it's Alpha's house is all it organized lovelessness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, it's up to us. So that was a really fun government one. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. You're free. We are we the free. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what we can call this one. We the free. We've always been free. And there's a lot of people claiming it right now. And I'm just like super excited about that. I feel uh, empowered and on this uh, wonderful, magical, mystical journey of awakening through paperwork of all things. (laughs) I love it. I mean, well, there's gonna be plenty of opportunity to speak too, so just knowing it, feeling it, really feeling it, because that's the thing. It doesn't matter what paper work you have. It doesn't matter what you wrote down. It's a matter of feeling it, knowing that if the power is within us, that we are making this illusion, and it's also our duty. To undo the illusion. That's the only duty we have. We think we have other duties like parenting or whatever. Only duty we have is awakening from the illusion. And notice how that includes both standing in the truth as far as whenever someone's trying to put some kind of authority over you and also standing in the truth when it comes to any kind of. Uh, a situation where the energy gets negative let's just say negative as a way of saying fear you know less than gratitude watching that because that's also those opportunities are also showing themselves in a big way with this freedom energy it's freedom in all aspects of our lives the government is only one aspect of our lives it's showing itself up big right now But it's always been that we've been denying our own freedom and we've been denying freedom to other people. You know, our neighbors, next-door neighbors, they party, okay? They'll be up all night um, doing karaoke right next door. We only have an acre. They're not that far away. Um, They're doing karaoke. We'll be up, uh, maybe wake up at midnight or something like that. My husband and I, uh, oh, we're so glad the neighbors are partying again. Isn't it so, doesn't it feel so good to give people their freedom? Like, it's just like the opportunity. And you know, you, you are giving them freedom by your energy, not by anything you say or anything. If you're condemning them in your mind, or you're making yourself a victim, like I'm not getting enough sleep because they're partying. I'm sure I always get enough sleep. It's always the perfect amount of sleep for me. Uh, it just feels so good. Isn't it so good to just... All these opportunities arising to give freedom to people. So let's give freedom. Withhold any kind of judgment. And judgment can only come from thinking. Silence is the safety. And then what, their freedom is yours. Their freedom is yours. So we've also been taught to withhold freedom from everyone, including and especially our kids. And that's why it's perfectly acceptable for a government withholding freedom from us. Because we've been taught that's the right way to live. And we can reverse engineer that conditioning right now. So hooray everyone. Hooray. Hooray.